Hello, everybody. It's the Bob and Zip Show with Ed Kelly, and uh, I'm aforementioned Bob. That's Zip there. Uh, Spike O'Neill will be joining us in just moments. Also on the show tonight, Tammy Asars. You may have heard her on our podcast a few months back. She was hiking the Appalachian Trail. Uh, she has done the Triple Crown, the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, and the Continental Divide. I asked her tonight if she would bring some photographs and movies of some of the craziest things she's seen in the wilderness. And she will do that. We're ready to rock. start us off tonight first let's welcome spike who's getting situated but i, I think he's there hey spike there he is how All about right. this how, how about now can you see me now <laughs> it's perfect it's absolutely perfect uh <clears throat> getting started tonight uh, that's uh the coffee stains on the shirts by the way my wife throws out the shirts that have visible stains after you've washed them with fabric softener so uh, um this is that's actually from dishwashing i just finished dishwashing at home that's recent so it's, and it's still just wet. water it's just water yeah I am hoping it's actually dish soap. Yeah. Uh, they use dish soap. Sometimes they use a, a mix of yogurt and, oh, I'm sorry, we're talking about something else. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It right. gives that tr a true gag appearance on the face when you use dish soap. Cheers. It's Before really we get started tonight, we're going to start with the trade. We're going to start with what Zip is fixated on lately and see if we can help him. And then Spike has has got a new uh, self driving car uh, story that's fascinating. <laughs> what? Uh, let Let's Jeez. bring up the maple syrup video. Uh, our web developer uh, David is standing by with that. I want to share with you what I've been doing for the past week. Now this is the wet market in Wuhan, right? That's right. That's right. All right. We can stop it. It seems to be stopping and starting on its own. All right. We can get rid of that. Much like the sap you, you're milking. Yeah. Uh, I think you guys got a, snow, right? Uh, um, a foot. So, no, so a, a yeah. nothing. Yeah. Just we laugh nothing. at that in Vermont. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Uh, and it was, and by the way, when I first got here, I, I'm at the Avis rent a car counter in Boston and, I realized I'd rented the cheapest car I could get, which was a Toyota Camry. And then when I took so a look Lisa, at it. So Lisa rented you a car then. Okay. <laughs> no, but I am actually <laughs> beholden to her wishes these days. Frugality. So, Good. Yeah, that's why yeah, you, you have anything. The, you got the frugality part there. I look at the car. It has no snow tires. <laughs> and I'm also reminded that a Camry is pretty low to the ground. And I took it anyway. First day I'm going up to the sugar shack. I don't make it up the hill. Total embarrassment. Second day, ice. It took me uh, three tries. I did that whole, and a neighbor called to complain that some flatlander who's not from around here is trying to get up this road. That was me. Uh, same, but I, same thing happened to me the last time I was up there during yes, the Yes, and I have routinely mocked anyone who couldn't get up the hill. <laughs> it was our hill. So I went to the Avis counter at a small airport here in West Lebanon, New Hampshire, and a really wonderful lady who's going to get some maple syrup named Sharon. She's, she saw what I was driving and she swapped out. Oh, the car started leaking oil, by the way, maybe because I was trying to gun it up a hill. <laughs> leaking oil. Uh, so she said, for your pain and suffering 
and she gave me a Ford Edge. Are you familiar with that SUV? Yes, it's a smaller version of an Explorer, basically. We yeah. should send those to Ukraine. That's a tank. <laughs> and it's arrest me red too so anyway i'm, I'm good uh but thank you for asking the maple syrup out of 180 packages uh we have 38 left to sell so most of them are sold my dog Ooh. wants one all right and if anyone's interested just go to bobrivers.blog also to let you know this live stream which is currently simulcasting on facebook and youtube at some point we're going to make the move over to YouTube because um, it's just uh, a lot of reasons. Not that I don't like Mr. Zuckerberg. Uh, he He's good at raking people in and then charging you to get back to those people. Rake them in, rake them over. That's it. So anyway, if you're watching on the live stream, go to BobRivers.blog, sign up for everything. You'll get an email notification of what we're doing. It's good to see you. Spike told me, uh, well, uh, let's, let's get to Spike's second. Zip told me tonight, that he has been captivated, fixated on the Murdoch trial. Uh, all I know about it is he's guilty and serving two life sentences. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Okay. What is it about seeing a guy like that brought to his knees that has you fixated on the story? I was trying to figure that out, and I came to the conclusion what the Murdaugh family is to South Carolina, the Kennedys were to Massachusetts. It's kind of like they always were above reproach no matter what happened. Kennedy and, and Mary Jo and the accident at Chappaquiddick, same, almost the same exact deal, family out of control off the rails left and right. And, um, and, and a bunch of conspiracy theorists think uh, the other son, the surviving son, um, is implicated in some kind of a, uh, they found a kid dead by the side of the road and his name popped up in the investigation. So it's not over yet. Oh. Yeah, the, 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 his old roommate, the one of the other sons of the Murdoch family, his roommate turned up dead on a road somewhere in 2015 and it was never solved in the small town where they're the biggest law firm. So now when this guy gets the, convicted. Yeah, the mother, of, the mother of the dead roommate now wants some justice. They want to look into this other Murdoch. Mm. I, I smell a sequel. I smell season two. I smell season two of the Netflix series. That's exactly That's right. right, man. You know, when I, when I saw this, I'm like, why does this one like this? We, we have I, my dog is kind of by the way. Right. That's also one of your best impressions. Could you tell the dog in dog language to shut up? Well, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to, I'm trying to show her. Come here, baby. Come here. Come here. Come here. She wants to play. We got her a new toy with a heartbeat in it. Mm hmm. It's like it's got literally got a little battery operated because oh. because now Melissa's leaving town this month. She's going to go to Albuquerque for a month and help her mom uh, convalesce from a surgery. Mom's apparently on a dating app, so she needs a new hip, you know, so um, <laughs> Melissa's going to go down and help her recover. Hold on. I, I, I have to, I'm trying to unsee that, but it's too late. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good. It's, you know, um, ask your doctor. Four hours are right for you. Um, so Melissa's going to be going to Albuquerque and the dog's going to be home by herself a few hours a day while I'm doing day shift or night shift or both. So we got her this little toy that's got a heartbeat in it. She can put in that keeper company while she's, she's home alone. And she's just, she's getting to know this little toy and she's having a ball. That's what the barking anyway, is. Yeah. She, and I'm, I'm not playing with her enough. That's the problem. Well, yeah, I guess I was trying to get you to speak dog. Cause that dog sounds <laughs> 
<laughs> sounds exactly like the impression of a dog you did for 25 years. I know. That's why we got her, so she could stand when I can't do the show. If I ever lose my voice from speaking too much, I was uh, on the air for 10 hours yesterday in a row. I know you've been, you've, we're going to get to that. You've been, uh, you've been burning the candle uh, from the middle. And as well, if, as well. I, if I was working at um, Al Swearingen's place, the gem in Deadwood as a hooker, I'd be burning through mattresses like a daily basis. And I would be like, and Zip, you know what I'm talking about, right? Sure. <laughs> knows. Of course he does. Yeah. All right, back to our oh. infatuation uh, with this trial and with watching uh, the big fall. Um, uh, well, I'm watching this on the news. In the, we have TV sets in the Cairo newsroom, and one's, torn to, one's tuned to CNN and one's tuned to Fox. So, and, and I, tell, I tell folks, somewhere between those two sets in that black zone is reality. Somewhere between the two sides, right? <laughs> right, neither are reality. Right, um, yeah. and, and, but both trials are like live, the Murdoch trial live, and I'm like, why do I care about this guy? What is what is the national infatuation with this Southern California, South Carolina lawyer law family? And then I realized it's because Netflix has a series to sell. That's why America cares about this. That's why the story's getting national press. Okay. But all three networks, um, Dateline and uh, 2020, and I don't know what the other one is, but they've all done extended two-hour specials on them. Yeah. You know, it gets ratings. It is. It's like a novel. It really is. It's I've been just, having this discussion with a friend of mine from Baltimore who is up here helping me make maple syrup, David Blair. Great guy. Um, what, he's one of my conservative friends, and you're one of my liberal friends. And both of these camps have a hard time believing that I'm actually a centrist. So if I say something to him and go, well, yeah, that's not actually right. He goes, well, what about Biden? And I go, I didn't come at you representing Biden. And if I say something to you, you know, I, you know, I'm a centrist at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about the news and I say, well, it's that's not factual. That's opinion. And um, and what blows my mind is that if it's on media, whether it be the Murdoch trial whether it be an article in liberal media written about Elon Musk or whether it be Hunter Biden's laptop, whatever it is, whichever narrative you're tuned into as a human being, you are likely to believe that it's Walter Cronkite telling you the truth. And um, and so anyway, I was watching him the other night. We're in the sugar house. It's getting late. Uh, we've made about 12, 15 gallons of maple syrup. Did I mention BobRivers.blog? If you want to order one, there's only 38 <laughs> left. You're so, like the my pillow guy. Yes, I'm the my I'm the my my syrup. <laughs> it's Yankee Doodle terrific. I'm not gonna interrupt you. No, no. <laughs> we tap American trees with American sap and we make it for you. And if you call right now on that no money up at all, because we're about capitalism, it's the greatest system in the world. <laughs> American sap and American trees. I love it. Okay. With American drills. It's a Milwaukee drill. American drill. Oh, good for you. Way to step it up. Absolutely. The Milwaukee drill is made in Milwaukee, Japan, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Remember they named that town USA? USA. Yeah. Made in USA. (laughs) Made in USA. Uh, So anyway, we're watching Uh, the maple syrup boil. We're having a wonderful night. And we bust each other's balls. But always good natured in mm -hmm. in a good, friendly way. And, um... And he starts, and you know, you get to know your friends, even friends you've known for decades. When you hang out and spend a bunch of time together, eventually you could talk for hours, but eventually you go to your phones and you just, you know, kill time. Yeah, yeah. He's scrolling, and I don't know whether it was TikTok or 
uh, Instagram, shorts, what, or short or videos. Other. He's scrolling short videos, which, by the way, they are all competing with their short videos now. So Facebook has mm -hmm. the short video uh, because reels. There, yeah, it is a new thing. Talk about fixations. Zip. It is a new thing that these short videos. You would think, well, they're only going to keep you for a short time. No, they give you a little dopamine hit. Then you go on to the next one, and if it doesn't appeal to you in a half a second, you quickly scroll to the next one. But you are really like a deer at a salt lick at this point. You are not going anywhere. And I'm watching him and this video he's watching. And he goes, look at that. And it's, I guess it's in Florida. And it's an alligator that comes up on one of those uh, wrought iron fences. And the alligator goes, ur, 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 and it opens the fence <laughs> and crawls through. Look at that. And I'm watching and I'm going, Okay, does he think the film Avatar is real too? Because that's clearly CGI. And I don't know if people know this, but you can make movies that look like science fiction or, or you can create literally your own little Jurassic Park and you can create this stuff. It's like, now maybe I'm wrong and someone will correct me on the text here. You can always add it. Maybe comment. Cocaine Gator is the next year's <laughs> yeah, movie. <but> maybe, <laughs> maybe the Gator is right next to yeah, one of those. It's the uh, sequel to Cocaine Bear, Cocaine Gator. I'm telling you, it's Gators, coming. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's the uh, Crystal Meth Gator. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it was like something stronger than cocaine. But I'm watching it, and, and at the moment I was struck that, you know, he's a, um, a conservative media fan too. So whatever he sees, wow, look at that. And then he scrolls to another one, and I go, well, that's fake. And then I realized I'm I'm kind of pouring cold water. I mean, maybe it's not fake, right? You taught me never harsh another man's buzz. Never deny another man his scams, what you told me. Yeah. And, I use yeah. that all the time. And so I see, well, I, I got that from Sean Alexander, by the way, who couldn't be here tonight, but he will be back. And so I thought about that, and then I just sort of realized that when I was brought up, and that's why people, and he also at one point hearkened back to the day of Walter Cronkite. And I'm like, I don't know about you, but I don't remember a single Walter Cronkite newscast. So you could say those were the good old days, but those were the days when blacks rode at the back of the bus. Those were the days when um, you could be fired for all sorts of reasons. Uh, and we or, had or, or you, you could grab a coworker by the cooter and not get fired. Exactly. And, and so don't pin that shit on Cronkite. None of that yeah. was his fault. Well, I do actually. Because the fact that Walter Cronkite was covering that stuff up <laughs> means that oh it's not news. <laughs> not a single, not a single and, Rosa Parks feature on the Walter Cronkite show. Not one. And, and what I was saying to him is, well, back then there were three networks, and not a word got on there without it being homogenized, safe. Let me put it this Editorial way: editorial staff go yeah. through the whole thing. Yes, JFK was cuckoo in Marilyn Monroe. Every single network knew about it. Walter Cronkite, that was his Biden's laptop. He didn't cover. He didn't cover it. And uh, and all right, maybe you don't care. <laughs> well, here, here's that's a it's a great point, but let me let me yeah. let me see if this is why. Did did it pose a threat to national security? Are you talking about Hunter Biden's laptop? I'm talking about Marilyn Scooter. Oh, <laughs> Marilyn Scooter. Uh, yeah, uh, because Did she it? had compromised the entire Kennedy family. She was with Bobby Kennedy. She mm. was JFK. Yeah. She was with so many different people, and she was erratic. 
and she mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. uh, threatening them all with exposing national secrets and exposing them. So, yes, I mean, okay, okay, that's fair. Far as I know, yeah, um, that's, so that's fair. Anyway, this comes back to the lack of critical thinking uh, being taught in schools or even being like, I automatically, when I see something now, and maybe it's because I'm old and crotchety, I automatically go, hmm, what part of that is true? What part of that could be spin? Who stands to benefit? Like, you know, does big oil benefit? Does big pharma benefit? And, uh, and then I'll do a deep dive researching. And all I'm going to get when I do that is different narratives. I don't know if any of them are true either. So uh, it's, it's interesting. I think the thing about the Murdoch trial that's most satisfying, and I saw this with my wife, who's watching the news as well, and Zip, is that for once, someone is found guilty. I mean, I didn't even get that satisfaction. I got the, you know, OJ civil uh, liability. But mm -hmm. um, there's so many times when we know a public figure or a huge powerful person, take the uh, big pharma, uh, Purdue, that did Oxy, OxyContin. Right. You know they're guilty. And, um, you know, they get a slap on the wrist or pay a fine. So uh, I, think, I think that's part of the fun of it. I, you know, I also think that we like drama, whether it be sports or um, what I call news opinion. Uh, because I don't think there's much news. And the reason there's no news is it's boring. It's boring to say, well, this is going to go before the courts and we'll have an answer in six months to a year and a half. And then there's no story. Uh, unless if you have the live at five people going, I know it's this. It has to be this because he said this. And that, that means that has to be. And then we follow along because we're like, <laughs> Who's going to win around the campfire in our tribal, you know, um, our tribal dispute? Anyway, politainment. politainment. Would, you, would you agree that, you know, going back to the Cronkite days, like pre Woodward and Bernstein, that the only real social media interaction was the op ed page in your local newspaper? Other than, uh, you know, Mavis and other neighbors on a party line. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. No, there, there wasn't what we have now, uh, unless you had actual torches and pitchforks, which in the South at some point. You still do. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, this, uh, it's a good point that. Um, no, he's right. Getting your, getting your opinion in the paper printed was oh, your, was your platform. Yeah. That was your Facebook post. And yeah. you had to convince the editors that it was worth printing, yeah. That mm -hmm. readers would like it. So it had that same, it had to have it be not clickbait, inkbait. <laughs> it had to be something. Yeah, because I don't believe human behavior changes much over thousands of years, over most of recorded human history. Uh, in fact, I was researching, uh, at one point when Roe v. Wade uh, was overturned, I started researching abortion throughout human history. And you can go back to Socrates' time and hear some of the same arguments about whether a woman has a right to choose or whether uh, it should be banned or whether it should only be allowed up to a certain point. These are, what is that, 3,000 years ago? These are uh, questions that, there, that society has always been somewhat divided on. And there's things we sort of agree on, most of us. Murder? <laughs> eh, 
we could not all prohibit so much. That. Yeah, we should we should prohibit that, okay? Because we can all agree on it. But then when you get to the finer points of civilization, uh, you know, some people go, "Hey, wait a minute." You know, I want the freedom to do whatever I want. Uh, government, government should stay out of my affairs, unless I happen to be a transsexual. Then they should stay in my affairs. You know, and um, <laughs> what's interesting is everybody. Anytime they state it's my belief system that government shouldn't do this, if you go, well, how about when they do that the way your party wants? They go, well, that's different. So. Yeah, smaller government, small enough to fit in the uterus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not my joke, but it's a good joke. It's yeah, it's like like politics. Joke. It's a yeah. drag. It fits you, know? you like an excellent drag queen dress. <laughs> yes, it that. does. Okay, all right. Let's get to uh, your stories tonight, Spike. Before we get Tammy Asars on, Tammy is because listen, I I, I do have to bug out like at at five thirty. Okay, I still got I still got to drive. I'm home right now. We need your I've story. Still got to drive in. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you want to hear from Springsteen? Yes, I know. I, I know he's already been and gone through the Northwest, but he's touring the country and the world. It's it's a okay. it's a planetary tour for like the next eighteen months, and it's much like Joe Biden. Will Bruce? He's seventy three. Will he be able to finish the whole tour? You know, that's the concern. Um, and it's funny. I wasn't going to go to this show because when the tickets went on sale, it was that whole dynamic pricing fiasco, mm -hmm. and Bruce tickets were selling for five thousand bucks a seat on the floor in the pit there. Where you can you know have bruce pass above your head and touch his butt that's Those, right i mean you had actually consigned yourself to the fact that you saw him in his prime and you were going to mm -hmm. skip a bruce springsteen tour which to me is uh shocking um, well it was i had i had realized that i had seen every tour he had ever done since 78 since the darkness on the edge of town tour i mean i'm talking about the ghost of tom joe nebraska i'm talking devils and dust I'm talking every tour he came through town with. I even saw the band that when he fired E Street and hired a bunch of Californians to do those two albums, Lucky Town and Human Touch, I saw that tour. And you couldn't give the tickets away, okay? Seriously. Half the uh, half the Coliseum had black curtains in the second half. Mm -hmm. And so I, I wasn't getting tickets to this show because this was pre getting back to work. This was still when I was on unemployment and, and fighting for our oh, lives here at home. Went on sale before you got the full-time job at Carnegie. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I had resigned. I said, look, you know, I saw him in my prime. He's in his 70s. I'm watching this stuff on TV that he's doing this cover album and he sounds rough. And he's, oh, I mean, oh, Bruce, it's like a lounge act. I was, I was heartbroken. Oh, um, you well, saw him not able to sing at full capacity somewhere? Well, I, I saw him do the, the Kimmel show and I saw him do Fallon and, and it wasn't Colbert. That good. He was, he was great, but he's playing with his, playing with like a, a different band. They're doing those covers. Hey DJ, don't you play that song? You know, all, all the, okay. the, the album of covers he just did called the Only the Strong Survive. It's the opposite of make you want to go to the show. Yeah, because his voice sounded gruff and, and a little bit tired, and, you know. And so I had convinced myself I wasn't going to miss anything by not going. Your sister Patty, who is as big a Springsteen freak as I am, mm. um, got three tickets when they went on sale, crazy prices. She paid and a lot as, of money for those tickets. Yeah, and as things settled down and the market dictated the true value of the tickets, she found three better seats for her and her daughter and her daughter's guy, Michael. Um, and she gave me the three seats she had first bought rather than resell them, which she could have done to recoup some of her investment. As a thank you to me for helping you and Lisa get your stuff across the country. You drove gifted, two Penske trucks, yeah. 2,500 miles. Well, she gifted me those three tickets. Wow. And I got nice. to take my older brother, Kevin, who we've seen every show since 78. Now, I've, I've seen more than him, but we went to the first show together and we've been there all the time. We saw Bruce together 
in Atlantic was City. Was there police walking. yellow tape do not cross between you and Bruce Springsteen this time? Because not that, I was I was far enough away. It was sure. the worst seats I've ever had for a Bruce okay. show. Yeah. I mean, ever. They weren't terrible. Um, they were no, they weren't. They weren't bad. But I mean, I've been the pit lately. I I work hard. Right. To Did get she close. get in the pit or was she just have decent? No, seats? she she had she had front row tickets behind the pit okay. where the floor where the floor seating starts. Okay. Anyway, um, so I get eleventh hour. Patty reminds me, hey, I remember I'm giving you the I, I sent you these three tickets and I had completely forgotten because it was months and months and months ago and my life has changed in the last seven months. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I called my brother. We got tickets to the show. You're going, and we took my older daughter Ryan, her guy, her boyfriend John. Who she's been living with for the last six months. He's a great kid. Now so Ryan my, me, has a serious boyfriend now. Moved in together about six right. months ago. Yeah, this is good because we you, we spoke with you a year ago and you said she was dating her way through the phone book, as I recall. Yeah, so. well, you know, yeah, she's trying to find. It was post COVID. You know, you get you yeah. know, you take two <laughs> two tests when they come over. You know. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we go to the show, Bob. And Somehow I don't think any any guy would be threatened by you as the angry dad because you're just you just you know everything about dating <laughs> um, from your own experience but anyway well, go ahead. You, you throw the bullet to him and say it goes a lot faster after midnight that's what you say <laughs> um, well no so, so we we go to this show right um hmm. and i gotta tell you from the from the opening bell to the seven encores Seven encores. I have never seen John Core one song. He would do one song and then go off. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. He didn't leave the he didn't leave the stage after he came back on. But they they did they did they came back and did six encores. The band left and he came back and did one acoustic song to close the night. But it was was the best set I've ever seen him play in in 45 years of seeing Bruce. Wow. He's his voice was so strong. His his he had three backup singers. So every backup harmony from every album was perfect. Mm. He had um, he played a lot of stuff from his first two records, where he was the oh, actually from the second record mostly, um, where he was the only guitar player in the band. So he played lead guitar like I haven't I haven't seen him play lead guitar since the eighties. What it does was, this tell you about? Uh, oh, how old is he? Seventy four. Seventy three. He was seventy four in 74. September. Okay. What does this tell you about him that you didn't know before? I mean, is it like a Tom Brady thing where he's kept himself incredibly physically fit and healthy? Uh, do you want his diet uh, tips and um, secrets? I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, it, what it tells me. I'll tell you exactly what it tells me. I think all those things are true. He lives a great life. He's got a great woman. Hmm. You know, um, I listened to his memoir when I was driving across country with your stuff. I listened to Bruce. Bruce <laughs> I listened yeah. to Bruce read his book in his voice. I mean, that's he read why his, you took the gig. I can catch he, up he, on Bruce's uh, yeah. memoir. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he confessed his bouts with depression, his pharmaceutical solution to his bedridding. I mean, he, his, he was bedridden for weeks on end. That his dad had bipolar depression, and his you know his dad got medication at the end of his life and gave him a, a decade. The family never thought they'd have with his dad when he was at the end of his life. Mm-hmm. So I mean, all this. But what what this show told me was it ain't about the money. He just sold his catalog for half a billion dollars. Yes, he doesn't need the money. And if it was about the money, he'd have mailed it in. And I've never seen anybody love what he does and work harder at, at, at delivering for his fans. Right. And maybe maybe it was the fiasco of the ticket prices because yeah. he lost a lot of fans over that. A lot of his true old fans. And he was proven. But it wasn't him. Five, it, it was an algorithm for Ticketmaster. Well, but but artists put a cap on what those that ceiling can be for. Yeah, and he pricing, just didn't. Well, he, he didn't. He, He's he's still recovering from depression, and he just (laughs) 
you didn't, you didn't know. Yeah. So, so it, it was the best show I've ever seen him do. Oh, that's nice to hear. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, hopefully this whole uh, Springsteen experience at some point will be on a Blu-ray. Uh, I'm, I'm Blu-ray, sure it will. But uh, it will stream and I'll be able to go to a you show. Can, you, you can go to YouTube right now and watch clips of entire sections of the shows. Of this show. It's, it's, of, of, I need of, it produced I, well, though. I need. Oh, yeah. I, I oh, they'll, 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 they'll do a multi for it. Yeah, they'll, they'll do a multi-camera board mix, perfect right. rendition of this. They usually do. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I was I was avoiding the internet, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be spoiler alert for the set list. You no. Know? <laughs> right, I, I need you to I need you to push it and stay just a little bit longer. Too quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, How many and, shows into the tour was it? It was about 17, 18. It was the eighteenth show I saw. Wow. You know, you know um, and he's going to play for about 18 months, so it's going to be quite a run. It's a, the first month of the show. It was the 55th time I'd seen him. Tammy's going to join us in just a second. You brought up, a, and this we'll do this just quick, but I think this is fantastic. Um, we used to talk about this stuff 10, 15 years ago when I uh, told you that just about every technology move would have eventually make it so you couldn't hide anything, and uh, and they would be able to charge you for anything that needed to be charged by having technology spy on you. My original idea was that all these cameras at stoplights were just going to mail you tickets. That did happen. Yep. Uh, the other thing I, I told you was that insurance companies were going to have sensors in your car that told them how you were driving and charge you if you were a bad driver. Well, they do it a different way. If you're willing to put the sensors in your car, we will give you a discount. That's right. Good driver <laughs> discount. Same thing, right? Um, exactly so if you're not willing thing. to be spied on, uh, what I found recently with uh, various companies is that if I don't go paperless and automatic payments, they will charge me extra per month Absolutely. to have to hunt me down. Yep. Uh, but the latest thing is a story out about Ford. Yeah, Ford has so far, I think, filed like 300 patents this year. They constantly are innovating. I mean, what you know, they they were groundbreaking in flex fueling. They they're going to eliminate gas, fueling? where you have a gasoline that's like a corn or ethanol mixes, where oh. you can run different type fuels in your car. But that's decades old. Uh, they're going to eliminate um, internal combustion engines completely. They're going to be oh, the F one fifty is going to be an electric truck, and within ten years. And is that um, because Biden's making them do it? That's what I heard. No, I heard no, it was be, the no, because of California uh, that's making them do it. <laughs> I, th I heard it's you liberals that are causing this to happen. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually capitalism. <laughs> you're you forcing know, people to buy electric vehicles. You're going to come just, to their house <laughs> and you're going to pick up not just their guns but their uh, ice engines as well. By their by their V eight. That's yeah. right. Okay. Thirty twos and your V eight at the same time. No, the, well, one of the things they patent is you know, self-driving cars are going to be the next turning point, right? I think it's uh, uh, Google is already, um, or Amazon, one, one of them is is pioneering uh, self-driving cars on their campuses. They've got like little shuttle things around their campus that are, are driverless cars, like in Total Recall. Um, well, but, you know, cars that can park themselves are common now. Cars that do lane corrections when you drift are common now. It's, it's becoming a regular feature on any high-end yeah. car. Yeah, yeah, it is. But their self-driving cars are going to become prevalent. Ford patented, some, Ford patented something that they promise they're not going to use. They just always patent innovation when they when they invent something. Uh, because if they don't use it, they can charge someone else to use it. Right. Um, they, they've got a, a, a now an intelligence in a car, self-driving car, and more so. When you miss a payment the first month, they can shut off your air conditioning. Remind you that you're late with your payment. <laughs> Seriously, they can, they can, they can um, set, they can send. They can a remove tone. features of the car until yes. you make a payment. Yes. By yes. the way, Tesla already does that. 
Do um, they really? Okay. Well, in a sense, um, at the end of the year, I, you had the free premium, which gave me uh, ask access to um, GPS maps and a whole bunch of features that, uh, oh, and also unlimited data so I could listen to my Spotify. Right. And at the end of the year, when that ran out, one day I got the car, none of that stuff works. Right. And I'm, how do I get my credit card? How do I get it back in? Right. Uh, right. So yeah. that's, yeah. So the, the subscription electric fence pain model is what I'm calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is, uh, so what is Ford doing? Well, they the second month they can send an annoying tone to be playing in your car all the time. <laughs> Like the, uh, like the, mean, the brown note, as if the yeah. seatbelt was never fast. Yes, yes, okay. all the time because you're. But the, okay. but the end the end game is if you fall too far behind your payments, your car will drive itself to the repo lot. Your car will repossess itself. Self self repossessing cars. Yeah, love that. Love that. <laughs> is this wow? Is this okay? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because okay. I mean, if you're not paying for your car, it's gonna it's gonna be gone anyway. Right. You want a big fat guy with a with a with a forty five <laughs> Magnum towing your car, and you got. I mean, it's a great reality show. I, there's there's dozens of them. You know, I, I'm worried about turning off your air if you fall behind. How about the deep south or out Arizona where people have a hard time making their budget? That, that'll sudden, be you know, a, that'll you know, make not, for wonderful publicity as seriously. that's debated on mainstream news and lamestream well, news, and the, uh, that'll the, just give the car more publicity. The day they cut off your air because you're behind in your payments and cut off your electric windows from going down, and they kill a baby in Arizona because it's 125 degrees in the car, you, I don't you will see it on the news. Because you're already talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> talk radio will talk about it before it happens and prevent that baby's death. So good... You're doing I'm, I'm saving babies here, buddy. Saving yeah. babies tonight. That's an amazing thing. And there's more to more of that to come. Uh, oh, yeah. Because yeah, artificial intelligence is going to take over. It's better. Uh, artificial intelligence will also um, find, well, first off, they're going to find ways to save human capital. So the repo, the repo guy doesn't need to exist. So there's a whole category of expense that doesn't have to happen. And, mm -hmm. and I, AI is going to look for for jobs and things to disrupt. That's a whole other topic. We might get into that a little more, but let's bring on Tammy right now. And I know uh, you being a Seattle neighbor, love Tammy. And we had an incredible time talking to her as she hiked the entire Appalachian trail this summer. And, um, following Tammy her... was the most, following Tammy was the most exercise I got all year. That's right. <laughs> um, it was the most time I'd spent outdoors listening to the crickets behind her tent. Uh, she's a renowned uh, nature photographer. She's an author of uh, so many hiking books and really one of the best in the biz. And uh, she's a triple crown hiker who has hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, the Appalachian Trail, and the Continental Divide Trail. Let's welcome back Tammy Asars. Hey, hey Tammy. Hi, guys. How are you? Good to see you in civilization. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to be back in civilization. Yeah, and there's no, wait a minute, there's no crickets, there's no <laughs> ooh, ooh, night owls, none of that's happening. No. We, we really followed you for that whole 2,100 whatever miles. I'm sure you know the exact effort. <laughs> it was uh, it was nice to have you guys along virtually, for sure. It was fun uh, and a great uh, a great mission accomplished for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So tonight, we're going to do something a little different, and we're actually stretching out with our um, television studio in a browser from StreamYard.com. Uh, Tammy, I asked her to present some of her greatest and most interesting hiking story moments 
with film and picture. And I don't know how we're, this is a little bit of a beta test. I don't know how this is going to work. But our, I, I, I do have to go because I wish I could stay with this, but I really got to run. Could I, ask Tam, could I ask Tammy, did you like sleep like on the floor, like for, like uh, Tom Hanks after Survivor when you came back? <laughs> couldn't be in a bed. You always have a bottle of water with you everywhere you go. Just the opposite. Just oh, the opposite. <laughs> as cushy okay. as possible with the best high end beverages you can think of. <laughs> you, 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 you didn't have to readjust to civilization. No, it was. A natural fit back into the real world for sure. Nice. Right. Yeah. Cheers. Well, I, I, Thank I, you. I enjoyed Thank I enjoyed you. every I enjoyed every time you joined you joined us from the hike. Right. And, you, and 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 as a new as an East Coaster that was born and raised like in the in the areas of the Civil War and all the the historical references and and places you brought from that trail to this podcast were were amazing. I enjoyed cool. every second of them. And as a as a, a card carrying liberal who doesn't care about Middle America, he could give a shit about the uh, you notice a lot the of continental like, divide trail, which you're going to talk about tonight. Nope, nobody's hiking the Iowa corridor. It's <laughs> the historic corn flats of Des Moines. Right. Yeah, that's, that's flyover. Big All right, there Spike, have a good time on your radio show. There is actually what? There is actually a trail that goes around Ohio, so you never know. <laughs> you never know. Bye, guys. All See right. ya. See ya, Spike. Okay. Welcome back. Thank you. It's so nice to be back talking to you guys from the warmth of a house and not a, the nice. cold shivers of a humid tent. Mm. Well, um, all right. Now, I, I took a glance at some of this stuff, but I haven't watched the movies. Uh, let's, let's set this up, though. Um, when we spoke, you went to some of your archives, and what did you pull together? Well, uh, I thought it would be kind of fun to talk a about a couple stories. So the Continental Divide Trail was uh, such a unique experience. I mean, they all are, but that one was done in 2020 when, you know, the world was essentially falling apart. We didn't know what was going to happen. And so it, it definitely added another layer to it that was interesting um, and a challenge that was on top of a challenge. So that was wait a minute so that that was your response to the pandemic is i'll do a how long was this trail i know it's 3100 miles 3100 wow. that's the biggest <laughs> lengthiest one yeah uh although not as many mountains right oh no it's a lot well maybe not as steep but yeah okay. it's it, there's a lot of mountains for sure so yeah, your response to the pandemic was i'm gonna hike 3100 miles by, uh, were you totally by yourself or did you have a hiking partner? No, no, I have, my hiking partner came. Okay. I have a, a trail brother that he and okay. I hiked together pretty well. Yeah. Okay. So you did this during the pandemic. You didn't have to worry about wearing a mask, I assume. And you um, you encountered – see, I don't think of middle America as having that much wildlife. So tell me a little about the Continental Divide Trail. It, it, compare it to PCT or Appalachian, which I'm somewhat familiar with. Um, yeah, so it goes along the crest of the spine of the Rockies. So it's, it's you're oh. in the mountains the entire time. If you oh. look at a topographical map of the United States, on the left, you have, you know, the ridges that go right up California and yep. through Oregon and Washington. And then the next big ridge over is the Continental Divide Trail. 
which starts in New Mexico, the boot hill of New Mexico, and goes all the way up over all the big ridge lines, um, you know, Anaconda Pintlers, Glacier National Park, all that until it ends. So it's all oh, I'm totally confused. I had no idea. I thought it went down Colorado. right down the I thought it was down the Mississippi or something. Uh, okay. That would no have made it a little bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> I could have gone my boat. Okay. So uh so it's the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it is uh it's grueling and you have weather and you have grizzly bears and you have you know down south you have the desert which you also have in the pct but it has a lot of different diversity and we did wear masks every time we were in towns which was interesting because we left in april so the world kind of started exploding as you know like january february and we didn't yeah. know were they going to close all public lands um, some trails like the AT and the PCT were encouraging people not to go on them because they're so social and there's so many different stops. The Continental Divide is kind of one of those trails that has a lot more remoteness and you can stretch out your uh, stops, your resupply stops uh, a little bit further. So, you know, you'd carry for up to eight or nine days at a time before you'd have to go somewhere. Um, and then it was always masks and thankfully never got COVID. I mean, we were in some really remote areas. So the people how, were welcoming in those towns. Too. How was the cell phone coverage uh, in the Rockies? <laughs> I imagine maybe not that great. No, not so great. <laughs> no, okay. which was kind of nice too, because you literally, we had no idea what was happening in the world okay. until you stop in a town and then, you know, kind of had to hear all the sad things. A quick, quick update. Yeah. Okay. Let's bring on our web developer, Dave, for just a second. That's the coolest background graphic ever, Dave. <laughs> so you've got these videos um, and I can see some videos here and we've got pictures. Uh, what would you like to play first, Tammy? And how will I know what it is? Oh, good question. Um, I think there's a picture of me standing next to the Continental Divide sign that was pretty early on in the, uh, in the process there that was kind of right down in new mexico and then there's a whole bunch of rattlesnake ones i just threw those in there because All i right. thought it let's go to the pictures before the movies let me see if i can do this oh wow oh that's a wolf <laughs> wow I'll, I'll just have uh i'll just have, have dave scroll through them and you could tell the story okay um yeah. so that one and then there's one of me standing out by yellowstone so we're but, by the way before around. before we go past this wolf yeah Oh, there's there's the Continental Divide. Back to the wolf for a second. How far away are you? Zip <laughs> asked the same question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the it story, looks like you're six inches from his nose. So the story goes like this. Um, right, if you go, uh, let's see, like four pictures over to where I'm standing with the Yellowstone sign. So we hiked all through Yellowstone, didn't see any grizzly bears. This is like the outskirts of Yellowstone. This is coming in from a pedestrian way, one you can't drive a car into. Um, and so I was on, you know, hyper alert as you would be in grizzly country, especially there because they're federal bears, very protected. Um, and so coming through there, you know, you can see the bear spray on my hip there. I was ready to go. Um, had zero episodes of anything. It was super mellow, uh, all great. The worst that happened was I slipped on a big slippery rock on an icy morning and, and went in the drink and got soaking wet and I was so cold oh, and also slightly embarrassed, but that's beside the point. I was with the uh, territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, so, yeah. So the grizzlies are, uh, gri grizzlies compared to brown bears, a grizzly, if I understand my bear etiquette, uh, um, and especially these days, the cocaine bears could be even worse. But <laughs> if I understand right, 
Brown bears will generally run away from you. Grizzlies can attack unprovoked. Is that right? Is that the yeah? Difference? You're you're. Uh, I mean, grizzlies. You're unfortunately a little more on their diet, right? They're they're an apex predator. They're okay. Yeah, so you want to be very careful. Although it's you know it's rare. It's usually because of something. I mean, it's rare that you're dinner. That's nice to know, especially <laughs> when you're all alone and haven't seen anybody for a while. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So you do have to be careful. Um. So anyway, went through Yellowstone. No issues. Everything was lovely. Um. Had some great thermal activity. Uh, you know, walking past on the really cool trails through the park. And then after uh, the night after leaving the park, I had settled into my tent and I was nice and cozy and everything was great. I was laying down and I couldn't fall asleep. I was just busy brain. And I happened, I didn't have my rain fly on my tent and it was I could, it was mesh um, and I could see out of my tent to this little strip of pink and the sun was just setting and it was just surreal looking out. And I just laying there and thinking how great it was. And then all of a sudden someone's German shepherd's nose was right in my face. And I was like, what is this? You know, whose dog? I thought there must be a horse horseman on trail or, and then it occurred to me that it wasn't leaving and it probably wasn't a dog. (laughs) uh yeah it was that wow (laughs) it was a wolf you Um, thought a german shepherd in the in the in the glow of the uh what do they call that the afterglow of sunset yeah the alpine glow of the evening i mean Uh it was just it was surreal and it was a like a silhouetted this now that's not that that's 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 the same species but not the same that's taken right near yellow you didn't say oh i've got to get my camera out (laughs) All right, smile. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop in this moment of complete terror and grab my iPhone because that's what most people do, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, this was actually taken in Yellowstone, but that was not the same night because that okay. night it was a silhouette. Um, but I could smell yeah. it. I could smell its breath. I could, and then I, and then how far away in feet? It was, its nose was on the mesh of my tent and I was laying okay. back. So it was okay. right. I could have bopped like it. I could have bopped it in the face. But it didn't, it wasn't, I think um, I was talking to a biologist after that who said, you know, it's probably just curious. They don't see people laying down. You know, their world revolves around humans standing on feet. So seeing something laying down that was alive, obviously it could sense I was moving. It was probably like, what, what is this strange thing? Have I come up, you know, what have I come across? And it came in for a better look. Would it be hungry? Who knows? The second I moved, it ran. And so then I was like, "Uh oh, where to go? Um, Sat up. I my trail brother was camped, you know, within a little boundary, not too far away from me. But he wears earplugs and I could hear him. He was sound asleep. So sound asleep. He never knew this happened. He never knew. So I started shouting um because i wanted it to obviously go far far away uh so do you talk like you taught me how to talk to bears do you remember that because i i i came up upon a bear once and i'm pretty sure you were like hi bear how's it going and you act like normal and you just talk identify yourself as human right yeah identify yourself as human and then hopefully he gets bored or annoyed and goes away is that what you did with the wolf yeah pretty much um but then you know they're they travel in packs so then my worry was like where there's (laughs) one there's more so got a did a headlight headlamp scan of the whole area and didn't see any eyes and so there was a forest right behind me i assumed it went in there and probably were more but it i didn't sleep well that night (laughs) uh well 
or at all? Uh, no, I slept. I'm so you did dose where you're like, oh well, he's not eating me, so I'm that, gonna dose. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. at some point you quit worrying. You really I was do. They about, I was that way about the boogeyman when I was five. I do recall that feeling. <laughs> yeah. It's the same feeling. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. You're like, all right, yeah. All right, let's move on to next story. Uh, go ahead, scroll through the pictures and let's see what we got. Oh, yeah. oh, oh man. Oh. So the New Mexico desert. So, you know, on the PCT, I ran into rattlesnakes too, but not like this. The New Mexico desert is not for the faint of heart. It is super rugged. It is very remote. In fact, the trail on the Continental Divide Trail is not a trail. It's a hike from post to post. If you're lucky, you can see the post. If you're hiking at night, you might not see the post. The best you can do is pull up an app on your smartphone and well, keep fortunately it's it. only 3000 miles long. So it's certainly not going to get <laughs> difficult or tedious. Okay. Yeah. Oh, look at that guy. All right. They're big and they're and they're. I mean, they're everywhere. You do have to be so careful. I think, I, I think it was between like 15 and 18 rattlesnakes, but after a while you lose track. Um, and by the you way, you're the best guest in the world, Tammy, your stories are great. And uh, zip, do you remember when we were kids and, um, Johnny Carson would have the, uh, the guy on, uh, <laughs> yeah. people on from the zoo and they would bring these animals. I like to <laughs> see oh, still right pictures. Here. Yeah. 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 Seriously. This is amazing. Amazing. What kind can I, zip do you is bring, also into I was just curious. Ahead, do you have yeah. a venom kit? Do you and bring no, an anti-venom you know, kit? They don't really work. Um, the actual they don't venom, work. That's nice well, to know. <laughs> I mean, they. I don't know. That's what I've heard. I've never had to use one. Knock on something quickly. The best thing you can do is is you know I had I carried an inreach device which has an SOS emergency. Yep. So I I learned studied pretty intensely about what to do. But um, especially after seeing a few when we got to the first town, I was like, okay, I gotta know this stuff really well because yeah. you almost step on them. You can see how they blend. And okay, so don't tell Lisa this because we live in the Southwest now. <laughs> I was thinking of her when I put this together. Actually, yeah, yeah. I was like, she's I hope definitely she's not afraid watching. of rattlesnakes. I'm more afraid of ticks. Uh, yeah, you know, from being in New England. So this snake. Uh, could literally you could literally not see it till you're almost on it 50 percent of them rattled the other half did not so mm. you 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 know you think oh they're the ladies and gentlemen of the, the snake world because they shake their tail and let you know they're there but some of them don't and uh and so then you just got so that every little and then the cruel part is there, there's like this uh grass that has these little seed pods in it that dry out so this when the wind blows you hear the and you yes, just yes. about jump out of your skin because yeah. you have no idea that a snake is a crab. A snake, or and by the way, the uh, one of our favorite hiking places, Rattlesnake Ridge in North Bend, has no rattlesnakes. Yeah, no. But was named after these seed pods that rattled there, and yeah. some early people thought they were rattlesnakes. Okay, so a little. Can, little, can you yeah. not uh, hike at night because of okay. rattlers? Great question, Zip. So that's what I thought. Okay, so we'll just, you know, get up while it's nice and cool and go. And then, so I'm hiking along and I look down and I see what looks like a rock, but it catches my eye oddly. And then I shine my headlamp on it and it's a coiled rattlesnake that's about this big. And it's in a tight little ball right next to the trail, all snuggled up within itself. That's it how he move. sleeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't move. It just sat there. And then the second I shine my light on it, it uncoiled. It didn't rattle. And it kind of went, oh, geez, come on. And nah. slithered across the trail. So they're around at night. They, and so mm. you really, yeah, it's hard to know. Okay, so a uh, quick question. Why do you hike again? 
Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing about that. Uh, the photography is awesome. Um, are you carrying a DSLR camera? This is not iPhone. No, this quality. is all iPhone on this no trip. Yeah, oh, really? yeah. This is this is a lot of heavy carries, so there is no way I could carry a big camera. I mean, I, I could have, I guess, but it would have been taken a tremendous amount of work. Oh. Um, and so, yeah. So the other fun. So we saw a lot of moose too, which was really cool. And you can see this one has a baby. Which is you have to do you do kind of have to be careful with the little ones Um, and lots of babies. This was actually really cool to see so many little small uh, infant. Look at that. That's like a new. That's just a newborn. It barely has figured out how to stand on its little legs. And you can see moms looking around. Um, I really wanted to get closer, but then that probably would have not turned out well. Did you see that story about the moose that attacked the guy on, uh, I don't know if it was an ATV or a snowmobile. It was like last week, I think. No. He was okay. He got away, but I don't know what he did to act. Was he on the Continental Divide? Yeah. No, he was just, uh, wherever. Uh, this is a beautiful spot here. We're in the Continental Divide Trail here. Yep. This is the Wind River Range in Wyoming. One uh, of the most gorgeous spots I've ever been in my life. And that, that says a lot. I hike all the time. Yeah, you you see the most beautiful places. Oh my goodness, the winds knocked my socks off. They were now. Do you go through any of the kind of desert where, uh, like Bryce Canyon, that kind of stuff, or is that not in the continent? The only the thing there is one picture in here. If you go all the way to the end, there, Dev, uh, I think you'll see it. Yep, right there. So that is New Mexico. That's about as close to that red rocky stuff as you'll get. Wow. Um, yep. And it was stunning back in there. Oh my goodness! Imagine mm. just having all this to yourself. That's what it was. We saw maybe the entire 3,100 miles. We saw maybe 30 other hikers, 25 to 30. And it was because because of the pandemic, you know, a lot of people weren't cruising around. And um, yeah, it might everybody... have something to do with the rattlesnakes. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There and... were only 20 or 30 brave people out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's just so grand. It's just there are moments where you see a sky like that and you just and you just you can't believe that in your lifetime you get this experience Um, would it be would it be safe to say looking at this picture that this is a lot of why you hike because you wouldn't see anything like i think it's captured pretty well there (laughs) just you just don't you know i don't know you don't have Hmm. words oh this is a funny one this one uh i i thought i'd put a little bit of the people thing you can kind of see the chains near my feet there that's um this is hitching a ride from a farmer into a tiny town in Montana in the back of the truck. And uh, you're just cruising around. I think I saw this episode of Yellowstone. He didn't threaten to drop you off at the train station, did he? <laughs> no, not okay. this time, actually. Right. You know, everybody was so nice. That's the one thing I will say is that back in 2020, nobody knew what was going to happen to this crazy world we were living in. And there was a point where, you know, every, there was a lot of social media slamming for people going out on these trails. There was a lot of um, shade being thrown for, you're not going to go spread disease in all these small towns, this kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, the, the we had a very solid plan in place. If either one of us, my trail brother or I started feeling bad um, and we had, you know, everything figured out. So we weren't going to go into any towns, but the good news was, um, 
We never got sick. We never saw anyone. In fact, um, these small towns rely on dollars so much of these hikers. I mean, they're tiny hole-in-a-wall towns that they were so grateful we came in and treated us like family. I mean, we had one tiny town where the guy like, come on in and gave us milkshakes and we sat on his couch and met his wife who fixed us this lovely meal and uh, trail, and trail angels, you call yeah, these people, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and we broke bread with them and other hikers yeah. and continental divide bikers, and just everybody was open arms to us. And it was almost like hiding from the pandemic because no one was sick and we all felt great and we we're all isolated. So it was kind of cool. Let's bring in Ed Kelly, who joins us from uh, his home in Detroit after being on a, I think, the Mitch Album radio show. Ed, how are you? I'm well. Can you hear me okay? It we works can. perfectly. You remember Tammy from the Appalachian Trail? I do. I've She's... been listening to the adventures. My goodness, the snakes alone. <laughs> <laughs> Giving I'm... everyone nightmares. The snake, is that probably the scariest? Pi- I mean, you've got some bear pictures, too, I'm sure. But the snakes wait, always Wait, 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 bear pictures? Right? What do you mean? I, I... Uh, no, not that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, the snakes are, I mean, that's the one. Are we, as a species, instinctively most afraid of snakes for a specific reason? Is that our, Is that a taught cultural thing or is there a uh, you think a hereditary dna reason we are so afraid of them i think it's hardwired in us to everybody is is wired to be afraid of predators look at the the act you know the people that are afraid of spiders or snakes or lawyers lawyers. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) which yeah Snakes don't bite lawyers, though. It's professional respect. <laughs> professional respect. Okay. Let's Oh, and where are we here? Uh, this oh, is New Mexico. Okay. Uh, back. Uh, yeah, that's New Mexico, yeah. too. That's just kind of the starting. And you, you have to know, see the signpost there is you're so grateful for it because there actually isn't a trail on a lot of this. So you're just kind of walking along. And that's actually a really great signpost. So that's um, the trail marker. Yeah. There's oh, so And you look for the here. next one. And how far yeah. away could it be? Sometimes within I sometimes within vision, sometimes you can't even see it and you just have to navigate with your smartphone and hope for the oh, best. Yeah. And some I mean that was cactus country too. So we got thorns, like big thorns in our shoes. Um, which was crazy. So there was always like someone stopping for something through that. Smartphone, area. we use the stars. <laughs> Sextant. Can we say uh, sextant? I'm not sure. <laughs> yes, we can. Okay. Uh Okay, have we scrolled through the pictures, uh, Dave? Are we, are we ready for some yeah, of these movies? Covered all. I think... um, oh, so the 261 is kind of a fun story. Uh, I didn't get to that one, but that was kind of a fun a fun one. So um, I have my, my uh, what, what I call my hiking uniform, which is my <laughs> little uh, hiking caprice that has a little skirt on it. And so the company that I ordered from was out of them before I left. So uh, so she's like, well, we do have this special edition 261. And I wasn't familiar what this 261 was all about, but it had a number on it. And um, and so I found out that 261 was the number of the first uh, woman to finish the Boston Marathon. And she was actually attacked in the course um, for being a woman. They tried to push her around and all no. this and physically assault her. And then she made it. Um, how, and, how long ago was this? It was in the 60s. I think it was like seven, maybe. Uh, further along yeah. Isn't that yeah. crazy how far we've come? Thank God. 
You know, and I think we need to be reminded from time to time how far we've come because yeah. people say, oh, there's no problem with, you know, misogyny or racism. It's all fixed. And I go, no, nah. mm-hmm. I was a kid when they weren't allowing people to do stuff. Uh, and, you know, it's not that far away. And I think the behavior subliminally just from the examples of our parents or things we saw on the media sort of stays with us and if yeah. we don't if we're not presence of mind but what, watch a that. norman lear show and you'll that's right that's right <laughs> mm-hmm. uh all in the family still uh satire today okay so uh, let's move to the movies here um uh, so i'll finish my 261 real quick uh, okay go ahead sorry yeah no worries um so she embraced her fears she completed uh the boston marathon as the first woman to do so so 261 is now equivalent to the like fearless movement so because she powered through so I was like, well, that's cool. That seems appropriate that I should be wearing 261 on this journey. So it wasn't like a thing that I set out for, but ended up with this outfit that said 261 on it. And uh, and you're like an NFL star in that you've got clothing <laughs> sponsors, right? Yeah, it's not Nike. I, right I don't get paid still... the same, though. So that Okay, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah. well, that's because you're a woman. Influence. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm working on it. I got yeah, the 261. Yeah. Okay. So. Keep- Yeah. So then I get to the border, right? After five months of traveling and I'm still in this little 261 and uh, we get there and um, the actual border at Glacier National Park is closed. So we had to kind of go around. So we hit this weird border crossing that's like defunct and and it has uh, still has a marker. But on one side of it, this. The Canadian side, these yes. two guys had driven up in their Hyundai and they were <laughs> they were cracking like Michelob Ultras on the Canadian side. And we, were, and we got and we were on the other side. And it was like, hey, neighbors to the north. And the guy, <laughs> <laughs> the guy comes over and he offers us a drink. And then he's like, this is so cool. We get to commune with our neighbors to the south. And then he looks at my escort thing and he goes, oh, two, six, one. That's awesome. And I was wow. like, wow, he got it. Yeah. How, how did he how did he know? You know, because I didn't know about this and I'm in this industry. Um, and then he points to the border marker and it's Oops. 261. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, didn't know. I was standing at the 261 border marker. So that picture <laughs> that Deb had brought up uh, actually had me standing with the 261 next to the 261 border marker. So Can you right. say yeah. fate? Yes. <laughs> totally fate. Repeat after me, fate. <laughs> Very nice. All right, let's uh, let's look at some of these movies, Great and then Ed has a senior citizen question. Tammy, <laughs> if you want to help out at the old folks' home, you can you can hang Great. out. Thank you. Um, so, all right, I see, and we have to bring these in a different way. I see, I, we may have to just play the movie and then have you talk about it. Okay. So here's. Yeah, not, I don't know what the audio will be like. We don't know what the. What, let's just play one, and then we'll hear yeah, about okay. it. Okay. This could be September eighteenth. Uh, it's coming on. Was very end. Very nice glasses. Two o'clock before long, and we're on our final. Oops. Mile to the border. So exciting. This is before you met those Canadians, right? This is right before we uh, met the Canadians. Yep. There's uh, my trail brother. Yeah. Both of us are quite emaciated at this point. Jeez. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so yeah, day 147. Of <laughs> We're excited, it's day 147 for us. It is, yep. 
What's the, the final, what's the hat say? The, the final okay, mile. It is it is slipping, and I don't know why. We have plenty of internet speed. Let me try a different one. It might be the for the format of the film. As you know, if you can, you squeeze the frame a little bit. It might play better. If you. No, that's a just a rattlesnake cruising across the. <gasps> oh, snake! Wow. Snakes never get old when they're in pictures. Snakes <laughs> never get old. Slithering. Well, there he goes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we're actually wow. uh, doing a good thing for hiking by showing so many snakes. <laughs> I, just, I just see a belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a snakeskin belt, yes. There's another one. That guy, you know, it's funny. They, I've heard them called sidewinders, and I don't know if that's actually a term for a rattlesnake. Forgive me. Maybe someone can comment and if they know. Um, but they actually do. They put their little head up like this when they're mm -hmm. intimidated, and they go sideways. With yeah. their head up, and so that's that's actually a picture of, them, of one of them doing it. But I don't know. I think snakes are pretty cool. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel like. I don't really want to get up close and personal necessarily. But when I see them, I it makes me happy. It's wildlife. It's something cool to see on the trail. As long as well, they're not biting me, I guess. <laughs> Good. Well, and I I would love to get a little thought from you on this because we've just moved uh, to the southwest and. I'm doing, I'm very brave doing all my January desert hiking and my February desert hiking because I know that it's too cold for them to come out. Um, but I have been told that once April hits, that they are out and they're hungry, but they're mostly looking for mice. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're just cool. They'll just, they'll let you know usually. I mean, not always, but you'll you'll hear a, a rattle or a, you know disclaimer. what? Disclaimer. I hear a disclaimer. Yeah. They usually yeah. ask if you have yeah. medical coverage first. Yes, yes, yes. Just All use right. trekking poles. That's the best advice I can give you. I mean, so, they, they're sensitive to vibration, too. So if I'm walking and there's little holes in the ground and I've been told they pop their heads out of those little holes sometimes in the spring to see what's up if, you, if you're nearby. Not true or not true? You're talking to someone who lives in Washington State. So and my, yeah, okay. my experience with rattlesnakes has been limited to trail time. And I okay. have seen one with its entire body down and its little back end out with its little tiny rattle. And it cracked me up because... It was all I was looking at its backside and it was its head was completely in the hole. Um, and so I was like, so <laughs> like I was spying on him. Bob has been known to adopt that posture. Uh, yes, I have. So, so, so to summarize, <laughs> Bob, don't be a wuss. You yes. Just hike the trails. Yeah. Keep your wits about you. That's it. You're probably not going to get bit. And if you do. It's rare. It's, it's like not that big of a deal. If at first you don't succeed, so yeah. much for skydiving. You know? uh, and and people don't usually uh, croak from the snake bite, right? That's it's... yeah. The antivenom is really good now, as long okay. as you can get you know um, get it quickly. It's and you didn't bring any with you. I mean, it's no prescription. And and I think it depends. You and you want to. I'm not in medical industry, so I'll say say that for a disclaimer. But what I've heard is that you do want to control your amounts of antivenom probably based on your body size and all that. So yeah. it's not something you want to have necessarily like right. as like an injectable. This let's may take, be let's take that question intel. from a viewer that okay. we just put up. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good question. Uh, what was the single best and single worst memory from your Continental Divide hike? Oh, boy. The single worst memory probably was... Uh, so we diverted to climb Mount Taylor, which is the highest peak in New Mexico. And it's pretty high in elevation, and I normally do really well with that. But the morning we had set out to climb it, I was not doing well with elevation, and I just felt sicker and sicker and sicker as we were climbing. And 
I found myself uh, giving away my delicious breakfast pretty close. To <laughs> that was a real bummer. And the nearby rattlesnakes quickly told each other, hey, yeah. there's a meal there. Okay. Yeah, so that's, I yeah. So you can, awful. I mean, you can get sick and nauseous on a trail. Um, yeah. Best moment, would it be standing on one of those peaks with a stunning view at sunset? Hands down. There were okay. so many of those. I mean, there was one time where it was like four days when I had seen anyone and cresting this ridge and the wind blowing. And it just, it was just one of these surreal moments that in one's lifetime, you know, you feel like you've seen it in a movie, but to have that experience is, is why any of us hike. I mean, to be able to have like that connection. Majestic view. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That view in that moment, you know, it's something you feel it's like, it's like wind, right? You don't see it all the time. And sometimes you don't even hear it, but you feel it. And it's like, that's kind of, what that was like is just that moment of like, this is incredible. I'm so glad that I'm healthy enough and, and granted this opportunity to be out here. So. Wow. What a Tammy Asars, uh, photographer, author, um, and uh, triple crown hiker, uh, which is extremely rare. I mean, it, it, I know it's not, there's not an official uh, record kept of this, but uh, the number of people and probably uh, even the number of women who've made that accomplishment is very small. We love having you on. Um, I do want to uh, get to uh, Ed's topic. And uh, Tammy, this is senior citizen topic. So feel well, free no, to hang First out. of all, th thank yeah. you, Tammy, for being an ad hoc ambassador to my homeland. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you remember he's Canadian. Yes. Canadian-American. You have two passports or not? Uh, no, just one. I'm a knucklehead through and through. You're so you're totally American now? No, I'm completely Canadian. You did not become a citizen? No, because they said you'd have to. I'd have to relinquish my my Canadian okay. citizenship. One or the other. Yeah. And then I did flipper, and I went. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's super easy. The hardest part about getting that permanent work visa is to prove that no one else can do the job you do. Now, give me that flipper again. <laughs> Bring on a better flipper, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. no problem. Okay, so Ed wrote to me about this today. It's something that uh, Zip and I have both gone through, and you are now, what's the magical age you are? Well, I'm approaching the, um, uh, the, the, uh, the age at which the government will pay for your medical. Okay. Medicare is what you're talking about. So yes. even though you're a Canadian, yes. as a permanent worker here, you as get As a Medicare. resident alien, yes. I am an alien, <laughs> yes, Bob. I knew you were going there. AI could do it for me. Okay. So, um, and, and, and we were both in that same situation because all of a sudden you're at the right age for Medicare. And it's a great thing about it is essentially your monthly bills are going to go down, but how much they go down yeah. depends on various choices that you make. And so can I sum up what you sent me? Sure. Go ahead. That's what ah! I <laughs> Thanks. I mean, it was three pages long, but I think that was that was it. So, uh, give me in your words, um, it's just the dilemma you face right now. Well, it, it's just the it, it's a labyrinth of the you know. I feel like I'm going into the Lord of the Rings series, and that I have to sit through the entire trilogy first before I can even answer a question for these people. Um, you know, uh, part A, part B, supplementary uh, H H. Uh, what, what what are they called? Like the OPP? Not OPP. That's Ontario Provincial Police. They're called uh, Medigap. Medigap is one, but then Medicare there's Medicare Advantage. HH. Uh, 
I don't know. There's right. so many acronyms that, that, that it, it boggles my mind. Particularly and knowing today. you, I, yes. I know that your yes, attention do. span does not allow you to Google. I'm sorry, what were we video. talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, and I found, it, I found it extremely frustrating, too. I ended up watching a bunch of videos, but yeah, and I'm doing it was that. still, even when you're trying to figure it out... <sighs> It's like it's a university course. I mean, this syllabus, yeah. no, there's no yeah. end to it. Um, bottom line, and all I can give you is my experience, and Zip will give you his. Um, right. Bottom line, um, and and you know, I went through this. Yes, uh, cancer. I, I I've been there. Done that. I got the shirt. I'm, hated it. <laughs> I'm happy to be here, and uh, and currently remission and scans are good. Uh, so, the choice I made uh, was. To get the most expensive plan available. And being in your income bracket, I'll do yeah. the same. Bob, thank no, you for solving I, no, this I'm, issue. I've, I'm retired on a fixed income with no income right now. I mean, this <laughs> podcast, trust me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but here's the thing. Prior to retirement age, we were paying through the nose because we were, we were, Zip, do you buy it as a, um, self-employed? Yeah. Self-employed. Yeah. And you that, yep. I mean, we were, uh, I think 18, $20,000 a year for the two of us. It was crazy. crazy. Um, and, uh, and so the initial Medicare, is it part a, the, the main one, every A and B that everybody has to have or something. It's, yeah, a, yeah. That's the catastrophic thing. You know? yeah. yeah. That's basically, um, prevents you from catastrophic. Okay. Right. Period. That's it. Um, you will pay a lot out of pocket. Mm -hmm. And if that's all you can afford because you enjoy the high quality premium cat food. And a lot of people can only afford that. Um, and, and then it, part D is your prescription. Yeah. Uh, and you can pick any one you want. What subject to about a, a, a list of rules about yay? I, the, I know we don't have the perspective to so, show the length. So of here, and I hate to say this because you're going to pull, you're going to play the "I'm rich" card. I, I, no, I want to steal a line from um, Chris Rock the other night. He goes, "Yeah, I'm rich, but I identify as poor." <laughs> <laughs> I, by the way, anyone who hasn't seen the, have you seen that, Tammy? By any chance, uh, you hear about it? No. Chris Rock did a live show on I Netflix. I did watch it. It was You're great. back in your feather bed. You've got your comfort. Yeah. <laughs> you probably have Netflix. Yeah, I do. Uh, do you mind really harsh, edgy comedy? No. All right. You know, this, is, this may be Chris Rock's best life work. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to give away too, too many jokes, but I'll probably slip one or two. Yeah. Uh, the whole, I, I, yes, I'm rich, but I identify as poor was a great, uh, a great line. It's called Selective Outrage. Mm. Okay. So uh, anyway, back to you. I hate to say this because you'll, you'll play the um, nose in the air card, but in some cases you get what you pay for mm -hmm. unless you're getting ripped off. And I'll tell you the two uh, things that I came to the conclusion of. When it comes to Part D prescriptions, mm -hmm. you get what you pay for. Um, the more expensive ones are more likely to cover drugs that might happen to you if you get something real bad. Right. A lot of people shop based on the prescription drugs they're on right now. Mm. But yours is just Mary Jane. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Yeah, Wake you're and not bake. Else. Um, so, so I don't think, uh, and, and by the way, you can change it once a year. Yeah, for a window, and, for, for two months, and then you and can't. During that time, you're yeah. out of pocket if you yeah. make a call and you need some expensive drug. 
So that's part D. Uh, and if you, uh, that's your comfort level of how risky you want to be and how much out of pocket you're willing. And how to many work. times I want to go to Canada for drugs and bring them back. Let me <laughs> let me interrupt for one. We're thing, going to get to I Canada made, in a minute. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I made this mistake on the part D. Um, yeah. Initially, I. Didn't. By the way, everyone under sixty-three, it was nice <laughs> having you here. Good night. <laughs> I didn't. Um, yes. I didn't take a Part D plan. I think I told you I used that good RX. You used the prescription R good RX, yes, yes. Right, yes. the card. Because you know I say, coupon hey, drug thing. Yeah. You can't do that. You gotta pick one. Cause now, four years hence, I yeah. found out that now I've gotta I have to sign up for it. And I'm paying a premium for the rest of my life oh, because he didn't delaying the Part D. That's yeah. the thing. There's windows for everything that if you right. miss, you're right. Screw right. So, so here's the thing: How much risk are you comfortable with? I'm comfortable with very little risk. Like Bob, I'm already I work with, with you. I already am those pictures of rattlesnakes are going to be with first. me every hour for the next. And, and, and <laughs> in all my hiking, I'm going to go, Tammy. I'm going to go get the venom. I'm going to, I'm going to find out how to be as. I'm not going to not hike. Would you, you like a trail buddy to suck the venom out? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Uh, so basically you sign up for a and b and uh, part d just get the do the best you can when it comes to medigap versus uh medicare advantage i have a yeah. really strong opinion uh, do tell because, uh, well medicare advantage was something okayed by the government for private pharmaceutical businesses mm -hmm. to offer an alternative to the medigaps which are really regulated by the government isn't that right spike uh, spike tip uh, well, it depends. You know, make sure you're not uttering a brand name. A lot of those names of the policies are just yes. They're not government sponsors. Yes. When we travel, we yeah. always buy Joe's lottery tickets. This <laughs> guy named Joe in Mexico who has a wonderful lottery. I, I think the smartest way on the supplemental or the Medigap stuff is get a spreadsheet to see. You know, a lot of there's a lot of paperwork, but. But if you can see the spreadsheet and compare them. Okay. Here's know, another thing. Apply, Spread apply a sheet on my bed and put the papers out on that. <laughs> if you're thinking yeah. short term, you're yeah. doing it wrong. Yeah. So um, I, I say stay away from the Medicare Advantage stuff or Medigap, whatever the Advantage ones. Yeah. Um, it's like um, military intelligence. Yeah. Medicare Advantage. Yeah. It's actually it should be called disadvantage because advantage. Uh, they're cheaper than the Medigaps uh, for a reason. And but they offer you, we'll give you some dental. How about a health club membership? And then when you get something really serious, you're you have to pay uh, through the know, more of a percentage of it. Yeah. So uh, both Lisa and I went for the most expensive Medigap we could get. And I have been through it's surgery, paid for itself. chemo, yeah. radiation, um, and uh, probably close to a million dollars worth of treatments and i still get pissed when i go to costco and i have to pay five dollar copay on one of my prescriptions <laughs> well that's bob that's our bob <laughs> and there's a little bit of out of pocket for the first few months and i'm like hey you're giving me a bill and, and then it goes away <laughs> so I, I mean look none of us gets out of here entirely alive none of us are immortal um and you know, can't you take think, it with you, Bob. No, can't if you think you're going right. to give uh, Jimmy Carter and Betty White a run for their money, then <laughs> and stay in a health club, uh, cheap out. But yeah, the way a lot of them, if you don't sign up, you you sort of lose the opportunity to sign up. Bob, if I go um, comatose, do me a favor, just drop me across the border. Just okay. hand them my <laughs> yeah. hand them my. 
my homeland passport and say, uh, let the Canadian Socialized Medicine finish up with this one. Can you do that? With a $4,000 exit fee? Yes. Oh, now, I want to ask you a question for my um, conservative friend, David, who's probably listening right now because today he talked about how terrible healthcare in Canada is. Mm -hmm. And I have a bunch of Canadian friends and um, they like some aspects of socialized medicine. Yeah. Uh, especially some of the folks in my esophageal cancer group mm. who uh, who say as soon as they were diagnosed, they got cutting edge treatment and it was fantastic. So is um, as a Canadian who's gotten the heck out of Canada, yeah. <laughs> you probably have a unique perspective. But yes. are, are the Canadian friends, you know, fairly happy with it or? Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, the problem is the waiting list for some of the more um, urgent operations. But the more urgent you are, they bump you up. They bump you up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they will even pay to send you to an American institution to oh, have yeah. the, uh, not mental institution, I mean American medical institution to have the um, operation done. And then they will foot the bill. Just if it, but it has to be life-threatening. It really has to be. Yeah, and that's what happened to my friend. And they rave about it. So yeah. much but, like but, all but these. For example, if some, if if um, if, if uh, the average American had come down with what you came down and didn't ha didn't have the uh, financial you know depth, that would bankrupt them. Yes, many who, if they didn't have good insurance and had to do a 20% copay, right. they would they would basically be given a choice of whether they could get this immunotherapy or not. Some of them, right. yeah. And that's the way it goes. Okay. Um, uh, I, in my heart, wish there was socialized medicine, but also don't know how you get there from here with well, our Well, people system. in hell do want ice water. Uh, yes, too. too. Okay. That, that All right. Gonna uh, last thing, I, 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 we're, we've gone on long. Um, Tammy, is there anything you want to talk about? Maybe to wake up any young people that might still be listening <laughs> this? <laughs> this is the anybody with a burning desire portion of this. Yes. I was just thinking as Ed was talking, I was making mental notes that um, I meant to look into outdoor uh, recreation insurance for like helicopter rescue type stuff. If you get yeah. out there and have yeah. a serious injury where you need medical aid yeah. and need, yeah, because that can get very costly. We had a guest that gave us the rundown on those costs when, and? He, when he ditched his plane. Okay. Remember? Cancel your health care, health care, <laughs> cancel your uh, fitness center membership or whatever. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Silver uh, sneakers. Yeah. Uh, last thought I had was uh, oh, just, just quick question. Yeah, quick question for Tammy. Yeah. I'm just curious. Um, you know, the three of us are so entrenched in our digital worlds with computers and all this gear and, and technology. Uh how refreshing is it? I mean, is do you find yourself going ah too much when you get back into this current technological society from such a beautiful spiritual place for Let's so many ask days? Chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do actually. It's funny because I have I've since this last hike, my habits have changed, and it it sort of happened um, not consciously but I'm not looking at my screen as much on the phone and I'm missing things like people texting back and forth and I get this huge string and I'm like, ah, sorry, I wasn't here, you know? And so I guess if you need me, call me <laughs> in person because I'm just finding that I like human voices communication that way so much better than yeah. digital media. Just may it just like, this is great too, to see you guys and talk, yeah. but 
you know, the texting thing and the email thing just seems so cryptic. Yeah. Impersonal, yeah. maybe, you know, it's nice to have humans around you. <laughs> it's also not as nuanced. No, as you miss visual. so much. Yeah. And uh, uh, verbal, and um, there's just not there's not as much communicated. You can easily misunderstand somebody by text. Yeah, you can't read body language, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Tammy, it's been wonderful having you here. Thank Ed, you, you so much. Ed, you showed up just in time. Thank you. Just um, in time. Um, so this is thing called YouTube on Google that has fantastic <laughs> instructional videos. Yes, I know. But it's boring uh, as paint. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's even better on gummies because you can watch the same video three times. <laughs> Excite me some, Bob. Cross yep. state lines, will you? Uh, anyway, um, so uh, we're going to leave you with uh, I, uh, uh, a little bit of maple syrup boiling, which is what I'm doing. <laughs> Oh boy! And if you're That'll bring the kids back. The, uh, we had 180 <laughs> packages. There's about 38 left. If you're interested in one of them, uh, just go to BobRivers.blog. You can also sign up uh, to be emailed whenever we're doing a live stream. And uh, the better place to see the live streams is on YouTube. We're we're basically trolling for people on on Facebook because it's a good place for people to go. Oh, I had no idea you were doing this. But once you sign up on YouTube and you click like and subscribe then you're always notified when we're on. And of course, you can easily uh, get any video stream that you want on demand without having to scroll through uh, my feed on Facebook and all of that stuff. Bob, enough chit-chat. Remember, if you call, you can have Antonio Banderas answer your telephone if it's right. come. Ed Kelly has Wait. graciously offered and has done it many times uh, for anyone that supports us at patreon.com slash Bob Rivers uh, that he will do a voice message for your phone and we do appreciate that. So we'll uh, we'll leave you with the uh, wonderful uh, smell-o-vision. <laughs> if you imagine, you'll smell the maple syrup as we leave you with this. Here we go. <laughs> And also a reminder. Oops, I don't know if you can hear me or not. Can looks they hear like the, can they hear like the French fry machine at McDonald's when That's I was right, 18. Like French fries. Um, <laughs> one thing we're learning tonight, this was kind of beta tonight, Tammy. You were our experiment to uh, do these pictures. Uh, we're going to have to convert the films to smaller size uh, to, to handle the servers. But this, for a television studio and a browser, not so bad. Everybody... Uh, have a wonderful week. Tammy, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, Absolutely. Yes. My pleasure. Nice talking with you guys and all the best. All right. Cheers, everybody. Good Good